Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord another hand this morning. Praise the Lord. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How many of you ready to go into uh, into next year? Are you ready? Some of you ready to hit the restart button, reset button. Amen. Some of you had a rough year. Believe in God. It's gonna this year is gonna be a better uh, a better year, a better year. We're gonna talk the last Sunday of uh, this year. We're gonna talk about walking by faith and not by sight. Look at your neighbor and say, "Walk by faith." And not by sight. You know, if you're going to walk by faith and not by sight, it's something that you're going to have to decide to do. It's not something that's just going to come automatically because you are a born-again Christian. It's something that you're going to have to decide to do at the beginning of this year that I'm going to make 2020 a year that I walk by faith and not by sight. That I'm going to decide this year that I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. How many of you in here, you wear, you wear glasses? Well, about five years ago, I noticed that I was having a little trouble seeing up close. So little by little, by little I kept denying that I needed glasses. How many when you started th- thought you need glasses, you, it, you were in denial that you needed them? You'd go to the restaurant and you would hold the menu way out here. denying that you needed a pair of these. So when I first got them, and these are just reading glasses, I thought, well, maybe I look a little cool wearing glasses, so I'll just wear the glasses. But you need glasses more than just looking cool. You need glasses so you can see. So you can see. Look at your neighbor and say, I've decided to walk by faith, not by not by." Sight. Now, I need these glasses to be able to read now. I've forgot them and I've left them in the car before and went inside of a restaurant and I'm trying to use Tina's glasses to see the menu instead of me having to walk outside and go back to the car and get glasses. But how many of you have to have your glasses now to see or your contacts to, to see? Well, the Bible says that there is something that called spiritual eyes. That you have to have spiritual eyes to see what God wants to give you. So, this morning we're going to talk about walking by faith, not by sight. And these glasses this morning spiritually is going to represent 
faith. Faith gives you the ability to see things that you've never seen before. Faith gives you the ability to start that business and to see it manifest before it's ever started. Faith gives you the ability to see yourself healed before you're ever healed. Faith gives you the ability to see yourself out of debt before you're ever out of debt. Faith gives you the ability to see your ministry reach beyond anything that you can imagine before it ever reaches there. Faith gives you the ability to dream like you've never dreamed before. And faith gives you the ability to see that revival that's right around the corner that's never happened yet. Faith, that we walk by faith, not by sight. So this morning we're going to put these spiritual glasses on. And these spiritual glasses is called faith. The Apostle Paul steps up in 2 Corinthians and talks about all the frustration, all the struggle back and forth, all the not understanding, all the struggle in Christianity. And he talked about why is, why is all of this struggle in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 18, and he puts it this way. So we fix our eyes on not what is seen. The Apostle Paul says, you are struggling so much spiritually because you're focusing on what you see or how you feel. I feel this way emotionally, and so you work off of your feelings. I feel like that I will never get out of debt. I feel like I'm sick. I feel this away. But the Bible says that we don't go on our feelings. So we fix our eyes not on what is what? What is seen in the natural, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporal, but what is unseen is what? Eternal. Paul is saying This is carnality thinking, all of this frustration, all of this worry, all this confusion, and all of this confusion that's coming in my life all the time is because I'm focusing all the time on what I just can see. If you change your focus to eternal things by faith, you'll be able to walk through the circumstances that you are facing at this present moment. What great advice to the church at Corinth and to us. And this year, I want you and I to deliberately make up our mind that I am going to walk by faith, not by what I see or what I hear. The devil defeats you and I. And he can defeat us every day of our life because we are focusing on what is around us or what's happening in our home, what's happening in the local church, what's happening in work, what's happening in my health, what's happening in my family. And we're focusing so much on all of that that we're missing what God wants to truly do in our life 
by faith. And this year, I want you and I to make up our mind that we're going to walk by faith, not what is right in front of us or what we see. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 puts it this way. For we live by what? We live by what? Let's say it out loud. We live by faith, not by what? Sight. Let's say it again. We live by faith, not by sight. Not what we see in the natural. We live by faith and not what we see with our natural eye. There's a story in the book of um, Matthew. And in this story, it lays out, and I'm going to give you, if you're taking notes this morning, three things that talks about faith. And it's talking about this. This story is about a Canaanite woman that needed a healing for her daughter. And if you're taking notes this morning, what does a faith journey look like? What does a faith journey look like? Number one, a faith journey sometimes begins with a difficult challenge. When we walk by faith, sometimes it starts out with a difficult challenge. Can you say amen? It starts out with a difficult challenge. See, we really don't exercise our faith most of the time until we are faced with a difficult challenge in our life. This Canaanite woman only started exercising her faith when she was faced with an impossible situation in her life. It, is very, it was a very difficult challenge her facing, that she was facing, and she needed, listen, she needed the eyes of faith to get through it and to get her answer. Now, I don't know what you're facing right now, particularly in your life, but you're going to need the eyes of faith to get through it. You're going to need the eyes of faith to get through it, or you're going to be confused. Your emotions are going to be all mixed up. There's going to, the devil's going to bring bondage in your life. When you're living by just what you see. But remember that when you're on the journey of faith, sometimes it begins with a difficult challenge in your life. None of us want to walk through a difficult challenge in our life. But if we're going to live by faith, buckle up your seatbelt. Because if you say to yourself, this year I'm going to walk by faith. And not by sight, just remember it could start out with a difficult challenge. Matthew chapter 21 and verse 22, leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre. And a Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. And listen to what she asked Jesus. My daughter is dead demon-possessed, and is suffering terrible. My my daughter is demon-possessed and is suffering terribly. Now, you might think you have some problems. And it's one thing for us adults to have problems. It's one thing for us adults to be going through a, a trial and a tribulation 
in a difficulty in our life. But boy, is that magnified when our children are going through something. It's one thing for you and I to get sick. It's another thing for our children to get sick. It's one thing for the doctor to say that you have cancer. It's the one thing for the doctor to say you've got this or you got that. But it's a whole different other ball game when the doctor looks you in the face and says that your child has this or that. Isn't it mom and dad? Isn't it grandma and granddaddy? It is magnified when your children are going through stuff in their life. And this mother is watching her little child as the enemy torments her mind and she is demon-possessed. And this Canaanite woman says, Lord, she's suffering terribly. She's suffering. This is a difficult challenge in this Canaanite woman's life. Are you there? Are you there? I don't know what your circumstances is right now, but are you there? Are you facing a difficult challenge in your life right now? And maybe to somebody else, it may not be that difficult, but to you, it's extremely difficult. To you, it's a big deal. To you, it's a big deal in your family. To you, it's a a, a big deal what you're facing with your children or what you're facing with your grandchildren or what you're facing financially in your life. It's a difficult challenge that you're facing. Maybe you've prayed. Maybe you've prayed. Maybe you've prayed some more. Maybe you've fasted and prayed some more and read and quoted the Scripture. And it seems like it's not moved. You're faced with that difficult challenge. This Canaanite woman knew one thing. It was out of her control. Have you ever been in a situation in your life that it's out of your control? Have you been in a situation in your life that it's been out of your control? Have you ever tried to comfort someone that has lost a loved one? You do your best. Ultimately, it's out of your control. You feel for them. You hurt. But it's out of your control. You ever been to the doctor and the doctor says this or that? It's out of your control control it's out of your control wow and you're faced with a difficult challenge in your life that's out of your control and this is where that Canaanite woman was it was out of her control and she was at a difficult challenge in her life but she knew That when she talked to Jesus, she was talking to the healer. She was talking to the way maker. She was talking to the water walker. And she knew 
that her difficult situation in her life might have been out of her control. And it might have been a difficult challenge. But it wasn't a challenge that was out of Jesus' Jesus's control. And it wasn't a, a, a challenge, Sister Rosemary, that Jesus couldn't take care of. It wasn't a challenge that God couldn't step in in the situation and make happen. It wasn't a healing that God couldn't heal. Did she hear days ago before Jesus came to retire and spend a little time at Tyra? Did she hear that back along the Sea of Galilee that he was healing? That he was casting out the devil? That he was touching lives? Did she hear that? I'm sure she did. Because her faith was, if I can just get to Jesus, my difficult challenge, my out of control that I do not have any control over, if I can just get to Jesus, the second thing on this faith journey is, it often gets worse before it gets better. Why didn't you clap your hands, okay? Sometimes it gets worse before it gets better, Sister Sharon. Sometimes the things in our life and the difficult challenge that you and I are facing, sometimes it gets worse before it gets better. Go to the doctor. The doctor looks you in the face and said, I... You've got to have an operation because it's going to get worse before it gets, before it gets better. If you ever started paying your tithes and your offerings, and you start paying your tithes and offerings, and the preacher gets up and, and you quote the, uh, the declaration, and you quote it, and you believe in God, and the pastor asks you to start praying, paying your tithes and offerings, and you start getting... Uh, you start giving and you start saying, I'll pay my tithes and offerings this week and the, uh, the next week. And sometimes it gets worse before it gets better because now everything starts to fall apart. Sometimes it gets worse before it gets better. And this is the same thing that happened to this Canaanite lady. In Matthew chapter 15 and 23, it says, Jesus did not answer her a word. Jesus did not answer her a word. Jesus came, uh, she came up to Jesus. My daughter is demon possessed. And Jesus, I want you to touch and heal my daughter. And Jesus does not answer her what? A word. It's, I wrote this one thing not to agree with me. It's one thing not to understand me, but please don't ignore me. How many of you have been ignored by your husband or wife? Or by somebody else? Just, just ignore you. Just ignore you. Listen to this. Could it be possible that God knows what is troubling you is going to grow your faith to the next level? Could it be that God knows that whatever is troubling you in your life is the faith that's going to take you to the next level. 
See, the muscles of your faith that is growing in trouble is the same muscles you will use to pursue your destiny. I don't think you got that. I don't think you got that. You didn't act like you got that. The same muscles of faith that's going to take you. And God's going to use it in your life. It's the same muscles of faith it's going to be to take you to your destiny. So if I've got to use this muscle of faith to get through my difficulty and to get through my struggle and to get through whatever may be facing me, I can do it with joy knowing that, God, it's the same faith muscle you're going to use to launch me into the destiny that you've got planned for my life. Where God wants to launch you it's going to require you to be a person of great faith. Great troubles produce great faith. Let's say that again. Let's say that together. Great troubles produce great faith. Let's say that out loud, real loud. Great troubles produce great faith. James chapter 1 verse 2 and 4 says, Consider it pure joy. Wow. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. It's good scripture. Sounds good on a Sunday morning from the platform. But Monday morning, this doesn't work too good. Sounds good to preach, but this don't work too good. Wednesday when all hell is broke loose. So, Pastor, you want me to count it all joy. You want me to count it all joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of what? Many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. You're going to need perseverance. You're going to have to know how to get through. You're going to have to know how to get through some stuff, and it's going to take perseverance to get you there. And Paul said, "Count it all joy." Now, how can I count it all joy? How can I count it all joy? How when I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight? How am I, how am I going to count it all joy when I'm facing something in my life? When I'm facing something hard and troubling in my life, how am I going to rise up off of my knees and count it all joy? Because I know that my troubles is going to launch me into and produce my next step of destiny in my life. I know that what I'm going through, whatever it may be, that God is going to use it for my good, Jerry. I don't understand how he's going to do it. I'm not going to be able to figure out how he's going to do it. But I know that whatever I'm facing in my life and whatever I'm going through in my life and whatever's hammering me in my life at that moment that I can still, no matter how much hurt, no matter how much pain, no matter how much difficulty that's going on in my life, I can know that I can rise and count it all joy because God works all things out for my good 
whether I understand it or whether I don't understand it, I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight, and I'm going to count it all joy because I know that God works all things out for my good. Thirdly, if I'm going to walk this faith journey, a perseverance faith is always rewarded by God. Wow. If I persevere in my walk, I'm going to be rewarded by God. Matthew chapter 15 and verse 25 through 28. How many of you went through a trial or something in your life and you kept persevering and you kept persevering and you kept reading and you kept praying and you you kept fasting and you kept listening to worship and you kept reading and you kept praying and you persevered and it was hard and it was tough but you can testify this morning that God has come through you were rewarded you were rewarded for your fight Matthew chapter 15 and verse 27, let this encourage you. The woman came and knelt before him, and listen to what she said. Lord, help me. Sometimes the only words that can come out of our mouth when we're going through things in our life that we don't understand and we can't figure it out is, Lord, I don't have the right words. I don't know how to worship. I don't know how, I'm not, I, I, I can't explain the scriptures. I can't figure it out. So all I knew to do, all I know to do is say, Lord, help me, Lord, help me. I need your help. Like the old psalmist said, like the old song used to be in the old Pentecostal churches, the old Baptist churches, the old Methodist churches, Lord, here I am standing in the need of prayer. Lord, help me. Just God, I need your help. This woman didn't have any fancy prayer. She didn't know any fancy Bible verse. She couldn't commentary some words that Jesus spoke. But she knew this one thing, that her daughter was in trouble, and her daughter was demon-possessed. And if she knew the only person that could help her was Jesus, and the only words that could come out of her mouth is, Lord, help me. Could it be that sometimes that's all the prayer that we need? Lord, you're going to have to help. I don't understand it. I can't figure it out. But Lord, I just need you to, I just need you to help me. I'm standing here, Sister Tita, in the need of prayer. It's not my brother, it's not my sister. It's me, oh Lord, standing here in the need of prayer. It's out of my control. I can't fix it. So it's me, Lord, standing in the need of prayer. And I'm just asking you, Lord, to help me. And that's where she was at. Lord, I need you to, to help me. My daughter, see, you've got to get the picture to unravel walking by faith and not by sight. You've got to get the picture of where she was at. She's got this daughter that is 
foaming at the mouth, demon-possessed. Do you hear me, church? She was demon-possessed. It was her daughter that she loved. The only way to get help is through Jesus. Matthew 25, she said, help me, Lord. He replied. Now listen to the reply of Christ. It's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Is that the words that come out of Jesus' mouth? Meaning my mission was to the lost house of Israel, not to the Canaanites. She was a Canaanite woman. Listen to what she says. She agrees with Jesus. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Meaning, Lord, I understand that you were sent from heaven to your people, the Israelites. But I know you heal. I know you the deliverer. I know you set free. And I know you cast out devils. And because I know that, I'm going to, I am not going to quit kneeling. I'm not going to quit praying. I'm not going to quit seeking your face. I know it's a difficult challenge. I know it's getting worse. I know my daughter is demon-possessed and is, is suffering terrible. And the Bible says in verse 29, when Jesus said to her, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that very moment. At that very moment. Why? Because she persevered. She said, I am going to walk by faith, not by what I see in my daughter. Not what I see in my circumstance. Not what I see in my children. Not what I see in my husband. Not what I see in my wife. Not what I see in my finances. Not what I see in my health. Not what I see in my career in the natural. Not what I see. And she knew she wasn't going to focus on what she could see in the natural. But she said, I can see Jesus. I'm getting my eyes off of this. I'm putting my eyes on Jesus and he has healed, he has delivered, he has set free down in the Galilee and now he's in Tyra and now it's the same Jesus that's in Tyra that was in Galilee and if you'll heal in Galilee you'll heal in Tyra if you'll heal in Stanton you'll heal in California if you'll heal in Texas you'll heal in Stanton, Lord it's me standing in the need of prayer, Lord I I need your help, and I'm not going to quit praying until you come through. I'm not going to quit because I don't have my eyes on what I can see in the natural. By faith, I see Jesus touching my daughter. By faith, I see her walking off well. By faith, I see her going to school. By faith, I see her being raised as a, uh, raised as a, a young adult living for God. By faith, I see my son coming to the altar. By faith, I see him on the worship team. By faith, I see this. Not what I see in the natural, but what I can see by faith. By faith, not by sight. Jesus says, because of your perseverance, I've heard your prayer. Because of your perseverance, I've asked 
answered your request. By your perseverance, I've freed your daughter. And by your perseverance, I've brought healing to your house. I've brought a miracle to you. And I'm going to step out and bless your home, lady, because you have persevered. Your perseverance shows me your faith. Your perseverance showed me your great faith. And here it is again. Then Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith. Wow. He didn't say, woman, you just had faith. He said, woman, you had great faith. You had great faith to stand there. This is what Jesus was saying, and we're going to close. This is what Jesus was saying. Woman, I said that you had great faith because you had a great circumstance facing you. And because you stood in the midst of that great circumstance, Brother Wayne, and you persevered, and you persevered, and you kept believing, and you persevered, and you kept believing, and Billy, and you kept believing, and you kept persevering, Sister Christina, and you kept believing, and you kept praying, and you kept worshiping, and you kept reading, and you kept praying, and you kept worshiping, and you kept reading, and you kept praying. I can't take but this one step, but I'm going to read, and I'm going to pray, and I'm going to ask God, and I'm going to read, and I'm going to pray, and I'm going to ask God, and I'm going to read, and I'm going to pray, and I'm going to seek God, and I'm going to worship, and I might not be taking but little steps, but I know that my miracles ahead I'm not going to quit I'm not going to give up I'm not going to throw in the towel I'm not going to leave that marriage I'm not going to leave I'm going to believe by faith that if God is for me who can be against me and by faith I am going to receive my miracle by faith Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says and without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. I don't want to leave you hanging. If you take your notes, write these six things down real quick. I'm going to go over them real quick. Believe God. What does it mean to live by faith this year? Believe God when I don't see it. Number two, obey God. Obey God when I don't understand it. Give to God when I don't have it. And I'm going to persevere when I don't feel like it. And I'm going to thank God before I receive it. Now listen here. This is walking by faith and not by sight. I'm going to trust God even if I don't get it. Wow, I'm going to trust God even if I don't get it. I wrote this at my desk this morning. Faith glasses, faith glasses, walking by faith and not by sight, will get you up in the morning to dream. Your faith glasses will launch you into your purpose. Your faith glasses will cause you to shake procrastination. Your faith glasses will tell you to keep working when everything around you says stop. Your faith glasses will tell you that when it's dark, the light will shine. 
Your faith classes will tell you revival is just around the corner. Your faith classes will tell you your healing is just ahead. Your faith classes tell you to walk by faith and not by sight. You have to see it before it's manifested in the natural. You have to see it by faith. I'm going to close with this. At the, open, at the opening ceremony of the Walt Disney Amusement Park, the master of the ceremonies said, It's sad that Walt Disney did not live to see this day. The next speaker was Disney's wife. She said, I am here to tell you that Walt Disney saw this long before he died. It's a shame he didn't see it. She said he saw it way before you guys seen it. And way before he died. Because he's seen it, it was manifested. Because he didn't see it in the natural, but he dreamed and believed, and he had vision that would be manifested later down the road. And there are direct flights all over the world into the airport right next to Disney World. Isn't that amazing? Because one man, and they said that place one time was a swamp. But one man said, this piece of ground that nobody else wants to buy. I see it. And now, only the Lord knows how many billions of dollars that thing is brought in. Because one man seen it. In a vision, in the natural, it was a piece of swamp land, some people, some people say, because he's seen it before it was manifested. Are you going to walk by faith this year? How many of you got things you want God to do in your life? Whether it's to heal your body, whether it's to start a, a business, whether it's to bring a wayward child home, whether it's, whether it's to bring freedom in your life in some area, whether it's to break an addiction, whether it's to bring a relationship closer, see it by faith. And if you believe by faith, God, and stay and you persevere, God will manifest it in the natural. How many of you are going to decide today, today, you gotta make you gotta make up your mind today that this year coming up, I'm gonna walk by faith and not by sight. Amen? Let's stand. Praise the Lord. Every head bowed and every eye closed this morning. I never <clears throat> I never like closing up 
a service without just asking this quick question. But the most important question that can be, uh, can be asked this morning. If you don't know uh, Jesus Christ as your Savior this morning before we leave, or you say, Pastor, man, I'm, I'm just struggling with this relationship uh, of having a relationship with Jesus. Or I, was, I, I, I walked with God and now I'm away from God. Or you're here and you don't even know Christ. Would you just slip your hand quickly up? Just slip it up and put it back down this morning. If you're here, or I want to renew my relationship with the Lord, then I'm walking fresh with God, a fresh relationship with the Lord. Father, we thank you this morning. That let our heartbeat be the heartbeat that I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. That I see up ahead with my spiritual glasses what I want God to do in my life. And everything that surrounds me in my life, I'm not going to let it hinder me, hinder me from walking by faith and obtaining the promise that God has for me. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Have a wonderful New Year's. I believe God's going to do something great coming up this year, amen. God bless you.